All right, friends, we are back. Uh, if you didn't listen to part one, go listen to part one, the episode before this. We're talking about timing and JavaScript, understanding the way JavaScript executes. In the last episode, we talked about how I used this analogy of, of holding, of the browser page is holding its breath. It's totally locked up, dead to the world, while JavaScript is executing. And then when it's finished executing, the page goes back to breathing. I think that's a good mental model. Um, the fancy words for this are, uh, if you look up like JavaScript event loop, you'll learn about the actual words and the mechanisms about how this works. Um, basically, every function call is a task in JavaScript, and tasks pile up onto each other, and they run one after another and until the task queue is, is empty. When there's no more tasks in the queue, then it'll allow the browser to repaint um, and wait for the next task to pop on, which will call, which will spawn more tasks and whatever. And then when the queue's empty again, it'll do that. Okay. So whatever, but we're just going to use the, the breathing and holding the breath analogy. So, so far, uh, we've described how JavaScript is more blocking and synchronous than it feels. It is much more like PHP in the sense that every line waits for the line before it. It can only, it can only do one thing at a time, including allow you to interact with a web page. It only does one single thing at a time. Okay. So let's introduce the main character of this whole story, set timeout, the most important JavaScript function when it comes to understanding and manipulating and taking advantage of timing and asynchronicity and all these things, which is funny because uh, misconception number two, set timeout is a function that is for executing code after a certain amount of time. If you haven't seen it, uh, you probably, you've seen it. Set timeout is a JavaScript function. It's been around forever. You pass in a callback, and then you pass in an amount of time in milliseconds, and then it'll wait that amount of time, and then it'll execute that. So uh, set timeout. Yeah, I mean, and that's the only way that I've ever used it in my JavaScript career is essentially doing set timeout for like, let's say I want to like pause an animation for two seconds, or like delay an animation for two seconds. Set timeout, do animation, wait 2,000 milliseconds, okay? But that's not how I use it anymore at all. I use set timeout very frequently. It's, ex it's extremely dangerous and extremely useful, but I never pass in a second parameter um, or I pass in the invisible second parameter, which is zero. Set timeout and wait zero milliseconds. So that's what I want to talk about. What does that mean? And in reality, this is a hugely important function in JavaScript, like hugely important. And it's funny that it's called set timeout and everybody or I used to just not even understand this primary usage up for it. So what it allows you to do, now let's go back to our thought experiment where you're executing code and you have that while infinite loop. Or you know what, better yet, wait, how are we going to do this? Hmm, okay, let's say, yeah, yeah, okay. Let's say that you are executing, yes, all right. You do console.log high, okay? And then console.log there on the next line. You run the code and in the console you see high, or hey there, we're gonna do hey in there, okay? You see hey there. Now, what about this? What if you do set timeout, high, wait zero milliseconds, then console.log there? What shows up in the console? Well, there high, in reverse order. Because even though you specified to wait zero milliseconds, that doesn't mean that it's gonna execute it synchronously as if it were just a line of code without set timeout. What it's gonna do is basically say, okay, this bit of code, I am going to execute after 
the browser has a chance to repaint. So remember how I described like the browser's holding its breath while it's executing code. When you call set timeout, whatever you put in a set timeout, it's going to say, all right, after I've had a chance to take one breath, I'll then execute this code to hold my breath again. So, uh, so yeah, so that's what it does when you, when you call set timeout. So it, it gives you access to this fundamental mechanism of JavaScript, which is execute this thing when you have a free second. Basically, that's what it's saying. After you've had a chance to paint the web page once when you do set timeout of zero. So here's the interesting th thing. Like, what if you say set timeout um, of 100? So after 100 milliseconds, you want to execute this code. But then after you call that set timeout 100, you, you put in a for loop that takes, you know, 10 seconds to run. What's going to happen? Well, remember, JavaScript can only do one thing at a time. So if you called set timeout and said, hey, say hello world after 100 milliseconds, you know, or whatever, say hello world after one second. Then after that, you paused execution for 10 seconds with a while loop. After one second, what happens? Well, because JavaScript only does one thing at a time, it's not going to say hello world. It's actually going to wait the full 10 seconds. So anytime you pass a number into set timeout, like 500 milliseconds, you're always saying you're telling JavaScript at least 500 milliseconds. If you're not telling it exactly 500 milliseconds, you're saying at least 500 milliseconds. So that's what it's like when you do set timeout of zero. You're saying execute this code after at least zero milliseconds, which just means when you have a free second, execute this code. So set timeout is incredibly powerful. We're at five minutes here. Okay. So um, let's take a quick detour to set timeout's um, brother, request animation frame. So if you've seen request animation frame, you've probably seen that a lot. Like, hey, you know, don't use set timeout for, for looping stuff. Use request animation frame. So here's the thing about request animation frame. Uh, you, this is kind of interesting. If you're interested, you can go look at the polyfill for request animation frame before all the browsers supported it. And under the hood, it's a little bit of JavaScript stuff with a set timeout. It uses set timeout under the hood. So request animation frame is like, let's say you call set timeout recursively. So you say set timeout of zero, say hello world. Then inside of that callback, you set timeout again, say hello world again. What happens? So it's, you're not going to get an infinite loop that's going to block the web page again because it's going to take a breath after every hello world. But what's going to happen is it's going to call it uh, very, very often. So if you do some sort of animation, it's going to be unwieldy. It's not The timing is not going to be synchronized at all. Where with an animation, you generally are aiming for 60 frames per second. You want, you want whatever change to happen 60 times in one second, which translates to 16 milliseconds per, uh, per change on the browser to look like fluid 60 frames per second. If you do set timeout of zero and you don't have any other expensive JavaScript running, the, the frames will happen much quicker. So you'll get all sorts of weird stuff. You'll get weird like jitters and frame drops and weird things happen. Um, so request animation frame is basically like a set timeout of 16 milliseconds so that it only refreshes every 16 milliseconds. But it's intelligent because uh, the browser painting actually takes a certain amount of time. Like on average, like six milliseconds is a good rule of thumb that you basically have 10 milliseconds to execute JavaScript code and then allow the browser to paint. And then you, that, you can achieve 60 frames per second if you stay within those parameters. If the JavaScript you're running within a request animation frame takes 12 milliseconds, you might get some frame drop. There's no avoiding that. Request animation frame isn't guaranteeing 
that your code will execute every 16 milliseconds. It's just kind of, it's coordinating as best as it can. So that's why that's what request animation frame is. It's actually slower than set timeout. Set timeout is like the core core function in JavaScript for executing stuff after the event, uh, the event, yeah, the event queue clears or the task queue clears, whatever. We're using fancy words. This might have to be a three-parter. Oh, gotta take a sip of tea. So set timeout is incredibly important, specifically for if you want to do something um, expensive, you're gonna be holding up the browser. So you might wanna, you know, do that expensive thing after the browser gets a chance to repaint or chunk it up and if there's a hundred callback functions that do expensive things, maybe you run 20 of them, then set timeout zero, run the next 20, set timeout zero, run the next 20. This way you're giving the browser a chance to breathe while doing work. This is how schedulers work. Like this is at the core, literally at the core of React's internal scheduler. So all the, the crazy amount of work React has to do in a complex app, it's gonna do those things, but it has it, it's gonna do them all in a, in a loop that's paying attention to the time, the current like time in the universe and tracking that if, um, if enough time has passed that it's about to start dropping frames, it'll be like, hey, hold on, let's, let's let the browser paint, then we'll continue doing work. And it's not all that complicated. Like you can look up basic schedulers and basically it's just like a combination of set timeout and performance.now, which is the equivalent of, you know, whatever. It's, you're getting the current timestamp with that. That's how you get the current timestamp in JavaScript in microseconds or whatever. Um, so anyway, so that's that's all important stuff to understand. That's set timeout. Um, we're basically at time. So I wanna talk about microtasks next. <laughs> so maybe I'll have to name these a little bit differently, but this is the next episode we're gonna talk about microtasks. So the first episode we talked about um, synchronicity, how JavaScript only does one thing. Then we talked about, in this episode, we talked about set timeout and request animation frame and that sort of deal. And then next we're gonna talk about um, micro tasks. So let's get there. See you in a sec.